This is Hold Up AFK with Perdana and Kenny. What up, everyone? Welcome to episode, I believe it's 22. 22 of Hold Up AFK. And this is going to be a special episode because we're finally going to talk about X-Men. And we've been talking about X-Men, well, we've been reading... Um, House of X, Power of X by Jonathan Hickman, right? And mm-hmm. um, good old Johnny Hicks. So explain, explain to uh, our listeners, Kenny, Jonathan Hickman and his style. Why is why is this a major deal that Jonathan Hickman is writing X Men? Well, Hickman's he's I haven't. This is actually my probably my first. Oh my lord! No, I'm serious. It's my first uh, book he's written that I've read. His first story arc. Or anything. I, I don't. Can you name something else that he's written? Uh, Fantastic Four. Anything else? Um, Avengers. Like That's what's no, notable storylines? Like notable storylines. Um, Fantastic Four's run in two thousand something, before Fantastic Four died, he wrote it, and then Avengers storyline was the, um, time runs out, um, battle the battle worlds, and when the mm-hmm. Earth, when all the Earths collided, I think that was Hickman. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Dr. Doom was a god for the new world, stitched up Frankenstein world. And, yeah, that was it. But um, I guess, since Kane doesn't know, uh, I feel like Hickman does a good job in, in world building. He, um, he, like, all the stories, like, read Avengers is, like, a really good, Fantastic Four and Avengers are both really good Hickman story arcs because and he ties in um, past issues with the overall story, if that makes sense. Like, like if you read some comic book story arcs, you could tell when the arc ended. You could tell, like, this is stories 1 through 6 is another one arc. 7 through 14 is another arc. 15 through 25 is one. You could feel it when the arcs are ending. But with okay. Hickman... Everything is cohesive. Like it might have, there might be one story arc, but then the first part of the story arc ties with like another part of the story arc. You know, so. Right. Like so he's good at really rewarding re- long-time readers. Exactly. So yeah. he's writing X-Men right now, and and it's more of like a retcon. Would you say it's a retcon of old X-Men storylines? Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. He's redoing a lot of things that didn't weren't consistent but they do that in comics all the time yeah but this is like more of like a the new status quo you know like um wolverine well we'll you'll find out about it more about why we say it's the new status quo but so this jonathan hickman story of the x-men right now he's writing house of x powers of x and things that happen here will probably be used in future titles of X-Men. Like, after this, um, there's going to be Dawn of X-Men, X-Force, Marauders, Excalibur, Fallen Angel, um, and New X-Men. So mm-hmm. these are, like, another story arcs and branches, but they're all probably going to have some elements of things from House of X, Powers of X. So this is a really good, I would say, stage that he's building and the world he's building for X-Men for future X-Men story arcs. You know? That's why I'm super excited. I mean, I love X-Men. X-Men is probably my favorite Marvel family. 
now there's like Spider-Man. They gave Spider-Man his own family. Before his family were all villains, I feel like, because there was no, no one else that was like part of Spider-Man. But now he has his own little crew. Um, what else? Fantastic Four, Avengers, and then you have... Like, well, Fantastic Four has always been a family. They're yeah, the first that's family. The, that's Marvel's first family, you know. But, um, oh yeah, and Thor. Thor has his own little, like, crew. But uh, X-Men was always my favorite because, I don't know, it, it kind of represents minorities in a sense because it was, like, the people that didn't fit in. They were special in their own way. Um, and then together they were like strong you know and it's always been i don't know for me growing up in the 90s it's always been like one of those comics that when i when i think about comic books and comics it was always x-men i before i even knew marvel i knew x-men you know and spider-man because of the tv shows but yeah but yeah so so we're gonna switch it up and we're gonna go straight to our main topic which is x-men and and the powers of x we're gonna do uh how did you say, Kenny? We're gonna do a, a summary. What was it? Wait, we're gonna do. What we're gonna do. We're gonna do a summary, synopsis, and a discussion. There we go. All right, summary, synopsis, and discussion. All right. So there's two issues: House of X, Powers of X, and uh, we're gonna start off. We're gonna do it by reading order, and we're gonna kind of talk about what that issue has. Um, and from the perspective of the reader, you know, without any spoilers of the future one. So the first one starts off with House of X-1. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and it just starts off with, uh, I think it was the sisters, the Cuckoos, right? Um, cuckoos. Cuckoos are kind of like clones of Emma Frost. Emma Frost. The triplets. There's only two, though. Was there two or three? No, there's three. Okay. So there's three. The one of them died, but <laughs> but there's three, <laughs> and they're kind they of just like died. showing around um, uh, politician diplomats or, or like represent representatives of of a special party. Foreign nations. Yeah. No, 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 they're foreign nations from like I think there's one from America, another one from some kind of Asian country. I think it's China. Uh, it's China. China number one. Yeah. China number one. <laughs> <laughs> We're ca- oh, I can't say that. We'll get banned. Hold, Anyways, hold, hold uh, we're, we're catering to China. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're showing. Uh, this is the first time you see them. Oh, the first time you see uh, this place called uh, Krakoa. And it's like go. a bio. It's like a bio environment, right? So they're going through portals that only mutants could go through unless they're accompanied by. Humans could go through it if they're accompanied by mutants because Krakoa which is their island is like a living bio bio organism and mm-hmm. uh they're showing them it's around like a living island yeah so the comic starts with them just showing them around and it gives you a really good sense of the environment and and how the mutants live and where they live you know which is like this fresh like pristine forest and nice mountains they have different types of uh um environments because uh, what they do is they plant seeds in different areas, which are the portals that from Krakoa mm-hmm. uh, into other places, you know. And they're showing all the diplomats around. And then uh, at the very end, Magneto says, uh, "What have we learned?" And then they go, "Well, we learned that 
we haven't seen Mag uh, Xavier. Where the hell is he? Yeah. And then Magneto tells them, not from you. I'm talking to the, the Cuckoos. Are they called the Cuckoos or something else? I think they're called the Cuckoos, right? Cuckoos or Cuckoos? Yeah, Cuckoos I don't know. Cuckoos. <laughs> cuckoos. And then they, so the whole time they've been showing these politicians around, they've been prying inside their brain. And she reveals they are. what everyone's doing. So one of the guys is like a... Um, he represents the pharmaceutical companies and he's like, mm -hmm. oh, because like the one thing is they were invited there because Magneto is telling them, hey, we're going to give you guys medicines to cure cancer, to cure mental illness, to cure everything. It's like a miracle drug. But and this and this medicine comes from Krakoa. And what we want in return is just to be a sovereign nation, you know. And so he tells them that. And then after um, they read the, uh, the psychics read their minds, she finds out one of the people are a pharmaceutical company, and they want to to get that um, formula to to monetize it. China feels like it's a good thing, and and they can see the benefits. Other countries are like still iffy about it. Some of the people there are spies that are just spying on the other countries. It's like a whole mess. And then Magneto. You know, at the end, one of them asked, like, why did you bring us to Jerusalem? Because they ended up being in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Magneto tells them, oh, you know, I know how you guys like your symbolism and how you guys love your religion. So I brought you here to tell you one thing. You know, you guys have. How does he, what do you say? What do you say? Say it, Kenny. What do you say? I want me to say he turns around. So imagine this. He, Magneto turned like his back is facing these guys. He's overlooking this gorgeous view. Like I think that's setting sun, turns around, looks over his shoulder. He goes, "You have new gods now." Dang! Uh, and then dang. that's how House of X one ends. And dude, when I read nice. this, I it gave me chills. I know, I know, especially that line. That was it was pretty cool, especially because Magneto. We didn't tell the readers, the, uh, the listeners, that he's wearing a different costume that he's normally. You associated with oh, yeah. he's wearing an all all white garb like all white uniform it's just i mean his same costume but all white yeah so. and a uh, magneto his original one brotherhood of um what is it, is it called the brotherhood of evil, evil mutants or just called the brotherhood the brotherhood of mutants or something yeah right? so that that original costume that everyone knows is uh is purple and then he has a black um, a black and red one when he becomes like a good guy vigilante type of deal and then mm -hmm. now he's wearing a white suit and it's pretty cool it, it kind of probably it almost mirrors um, God Doom but it kind of symbolizes I guess his purity and where he lies as far as like his uh, allegiance to other mutants because on the other one he was like originally Magneto's like a terrorist right where he's mm -hmm. like, mutants are superior. Get the f out of our way. We're gonna kill all the humans and any mutants that oppose us. We're gonna, uh, kill, we're you gonna kill you too. And that's why he's always fighting the X Men. And that's the thing too. So I don't know how you felt, but when I read this, I kind of felt like Xavier wasn't acting himself. Did you kind of have that sense? Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't the. He seemed more. Well, first of all, he looks very different from what I'm used to him seeing yeah. him look like. Because like half the time you see him wearing this helmet, which is uh, Cerebro 3, right? Yeah. 
And, oh, yeah. and he's walking. He's not in his. Uh, oh yeah, shot. yeah. That's the biggest thing. He's walking. Yeah. So, so. Um, just to update everyone, um, he in I don't know which issue, but like um, a previous story arc of X Men, he actually died, and he that body he's in now is in this guy named Phantom X, and he took over his body, and uh, and essentially is living in there now. And I think that's why he never takes off the helmet. This this version doesn't take off the helmet because it's not his body. So I don't know if if he ever does take it off, um, if it'll be his face or Phantom X's face. But that's what's that's uh. that's the so that's that's whose body he's in right now. Um, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, and oh, and the thing we didn't mention is like in the very 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 first panels. Um, the very first page of this, you sh- you see him, like it seems like he's strutting through this garden, and there's these pods, mm-hmm. and these people are hatching from these pods, and he's looking at one of the guys. His eyes have like this glint of red, and he says, "To me, my X Men." And then that's when the House of X One starts, you know. And that was really really cool when I first saw that, you know. I was like, "Oh shoot!" From here, you know, like okay, that's Professor X. And the person with the eyes, that's probably Cyclops, you know. And, and that's all you get. That's all the info you get, you know. And, uh, yeah, that, this was a really, really amazing start for um, for X-Men. Um, mm-hmm. And then it crisscrosses. So the next one is uh, Powers of X. So you're going to take that? You want to take this one, Kenny? Yeah. It, so it confused me at first because I thought it was a continuation of the story. Uh, all I know as a reader was that we you told me that I had to read this just because it's good. Like these two are connected somehow. Like, all right, let's I'll read the second book. I really liked I really liked House of X One. Let's check out Powers of X One. And it was completely different because they first started off with this completely random like little house on the prairie girl living oh, yeah. living. Yeah, she's just living out there, and her name's Moira, and she's just. You don't know who she is. She, I don't think she was ever. This is her first time in any comic book, right? Any, no, I think she's always been in X Men, but she's always been a side character. She's always been a scientist that studied um, ah. genetics, but that's all she okay, was. So they're giving her a bigger. Okay, so yeah. they're like reaching into the archive, pulling out characters, exactly, and flushing out their backstory. Yeah. Okay. So this is interesting because, well, if you were. Uh, I guess aware of this character in the in the past, she's completely different now. Because yeah. you'd be wondering, like, how does some geneticist? Because uh, it goes for you see her life, her whole entire life. Yeah. She she's sick at age thirteen, like really young age. Has a really burning fever. She miraculously recovers the next day. Nothing happened, and then she just lives out the rest of her life. You're yep. like, huh, that's strange. I thought she was a geneticist related to the X Men and mutants and stuff. And then, and then, so they they go, they leave that story alone, and then we go into, it looks like the far out future where Sentinels have taken over, and there's a new set of X Men. There's a, I, I don't, did they ever name these characters? Um, they give them? Yeah, they had names. I don't really remember their names because, okay, at this point too, they didn't give any backgrounds, and these aren't people that um, you you are familiar with the only one that you are familiar with is uh, this one person that Wolverine. looks like Nightcrawler it, but they're red Over, Wolver- isn't Wolverine there too yeah he's he's there in, later I think in one of the okay. panels right 
Okay. Well, anyway, they're like you would. The, we would we basically use their descriptions to talk about them because that's how. They, I don't think they were named. They were named, but the way I remember them was like, "There's Red Nightcrawler. There's a Colossus chick yeah, with a sword. sword, and then there's like this and person, bald Groot, person. Isn't there like a trying to save Groot looking? Oh, the bald no, no. chick, right? Yeah. So this one is like they're trying to save the chick, and then she gets captured by these like sentinels and brought to Nimrod. And it turns out like these people were on a mission to um, grab data. And mm -hmm. that's why the red nightcrawler was like, we can't save her, you know, this is too important. And then the Colossus chick was like, fuck it, I'm gonna save her. And then Nightcrawler teleports away, but then that girl dies and then the bald chick dies. And this is what Kenny's talking about. Um, they uh, Nightcrawler comes to these future people, which is like an older Wolverine and a magneto that's in green, which I feel like that's um, some version of like Polaris Dis or a descendant of yeah of Magneto, like a child of Magneto. Because this is like in the future, you know. This this kind of looks like yeah. he's a future past, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Because with Nimrod, he's a Sentinel. Yeah. The Sentinels basically taking over. Yeah. Yep. And then um, what, what else happened? Continue before I, I you know I interrupted you. Go ahead. <laughs> What else happened? What was I gonna say? What happened? Oh, the last one. Uh, the last uh, panel. Oh yeah, there's another. So another. Or a lifeline. Another or like a future or whatever. I think point, another. Yeah. It looks like another point in time. It's there like it go. looks like either farther out before. We're not sure. We're not quite sure. But we see this blue-looking guy. He. How would you describe him? He's taller, leaner. He looks human. Yeah. yeah so he is. He's kind of bald. Like, uh, futuristic monk per se he's like bald he's blue he's wearing like some type of toga robe and he's in like and this feature that he's in now is all like what would you say techno or like like futuristic it's it's nothing it's futuristic yeah. it looks like a utopia definitely not dystopian compared to the previous yeah. the previous scene we were seeing Everything looks peaceful and taken care of, but something just doesn't feel quite right. Yeah, and there's no wars. He's just talking to... Mm -hmm. I told Kenny, it's the thing from Destiny. Oh, the little ghost. Yeah, the little ghost. And then, uh, yeah, and he just... And you, this is like an introduction to this guy. So so I think that was... Was that all in Power of X 1? Yeah, yeah, it didn't interest me that much at first, but it was definitely... So the way... After reading these two issues... I saw okay. House of X is definitely the one with a little more action. Yeah. Well, it didn't, not uh, action per se, but it was like a gripping storyline because we kind of were familiar with like the people that we saw, like Magneto, Xavier, yeah. and like some of the X. You got you got to see some of the X Men. But then Power of X was like, okay, is this storyline about different futures? What's is this Earth six one six still like? what's going right. on we just have different points in time and we're kind of confused on what's going on but you see different events and you see an introduction to moira uh, and then like this future x-men and then like this super future where like no one's there and this librarian guy is alive right yeah so that but not only that you know, i was gonna say to that is it's really great for discussion if you are real or theories if you want to dive deep into it because oh, yeah. we're hidden in between pages there are there are actual notes and different artifacts hidden 
I wouldn't say hidden, but they're there for you to code oh, and try yeah. to figure out. Yeah, so there's like these, um, like just like pictographs almost. You don't really know what it is, you know, until later on. Um, yeah. So we're going to, so that's House of X 1. Oh, House of X. House of X 2 is um, a more in-depth detail of Moira and what she is. It explains um, all her lifelines. So Candy briefly explained it in Powers of X1 because you see her talking to Xavier. Um, but then you see that she has a first normal life, a second life. She recalls her first life. And then that's when you figure out that, okay, you know, she's being reincarnated. And then her third life, she um, figures out that she, what is this? What did we write? She's a mutant, and then this is when she decides to become a geneticist. And then from there on, um, she finds out that the end of her lifelines um, end with the Sentinel attack, right? Or like mm -hmm. she dies and all mutants die. So in her third lifeline, it's pretty important because she meets Mystique and uh, a mutant called Destiny. And Destiny could see futures. So. She looks into... How does she meet them? Huh? But how does she meet them? Because this is the part where she realizes, remember, that mut mutants are a curse, and she wants to get rid of them. She devotes her life to being the geneticist we talked about. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the reason why they met her is because in her third life, um, she thinks that mutation is kind of like a form of cancer and that Charles Xavier is just talking out of his ass, and she wants to find a cure for... Um, the X gene. So, mm -hmm. in this lifeline, or uh, in this life, she meets with Mystique and Destiny, and this is when they kill her, you know, because they don't want her to make that um, cure of the X gene. But this is when Destiny, yeah. this is when it's revealed that when Destiny looks into her future, she sees that oh, you're a mutant, and your mutant power is reincarnation, and then she tells her like, hey. Um, uh, you know, I could see really far in the future, but I can't see past life 11. And she asked her, like, how, how is that possible? You know, if my powers are reincarnation, she said, well, possibly then you're going to be killed before your mutant powers manifest. And uh, mm. you have 11 lifelines to live, you know, so you should figure out what you right. want to do. So I'll see you later in, in a different lifeline. And then they kill her. And um, so this picks up with all her different lifelines and lifeline four five lifeline okay. six is skipped seven eight oh, nine before ten. we go that far i think like people are kind of like, like me myself are included i think like who's destiny yeah i don't feel like most people don't know who that mutant is they know mystique i know yeah i don't know who destiny is too i don't think she's in a lot of the other comics she um i did a little research about her yeah. she or i remember listening to a video on it she is Again, like you said earlier, the Hickman likes building, reaching back in and building world building. Yeah. So Destiny was part of a series of comics uh, earlier where she could see into the future and she would write all these notes in her diary and stuff of all these prophetic events. Oh, okay. And it was, it was the job of the X-Men to prevent these bad things from happening. And this is solely based off of Destiny's note? Yeah. Okay. So... Yeah, that's pretty much House of X 2. It kind of shows a more in-depth detail of like 
Moria and how she tried everything she could to prevent a mutant um, genocide, you know. And we see yeah. her jo- becoming a terrorist. We see her joining up with Magneto. We see her joining up with Sinister, with Apocalypse. Nothing works, you know. And you see you, it, it's detailed in Lifelines 1 through 10, but we don't know mm-hmm. anything about Lifeline 6 and 11, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then we go into powers of X two. So this is pretty straightforward. Kenny, Kenny will be explaining all the powers of X, and I will be explaining houses of X. By the way, <laughs> so okay, go with powers of X two, Kenny. Uh, powers of X two. This is where did I need to explain how Magneto basically joined up with them, right? Yeah. Did I get? Did I write that right? If I recall that right, yeah, they, they meet up with Magneto, and there's this really funny scene. I thought it was funny. Like Moira and Professor X, they're in normal clothes, like really normal clothes. Professor Professor X is just like in a green suit. Moira is just like in a coat and dress, I think. Yeah. And meanwhile, you have Magneto over there, Mister Edgelord himself, in full cape and everything, looking all badass and hidden. His face is hidden inside his mask in the shadows, and like. They're like asking him, "Hey, you wanna, you wanna be part of this?" And Magneto's like, "No." And then, and then, <laughs> and then Moira's like, "All right, all right, Charles, show him." And then uh, Charles basically uses telekin his what what his psych- psychic his powers yeah. psychic powers to show everything in her past lives to Magneto, and Magneto sees everything, and he's like, "Yeah, you're right." And then they basically shake hands, and this really badass panel looks really funny. I, I thought it was really funny. I don't know why, but it looks really cool. At the same time, because like his capes all flowing yeah. in the back. So like it's weird. <laughs> They're shaking like, hands. So Powers of X Two, from what I remember, was it was kind of like Powers of X One in detail, I suppose, where mm-hmm. it shows like these weird different timelines, right? So um, it shows the, the uh, Magneto joining up and then um, Nimrod uh, killing um, these humans pretty much just shows that the, these sentinels are like uh, dominating them and then it shows that what the X-Men were stealing that, that red Nightcrawler and the future Wolverine and stuff they were stealing some data and then um, you get like the future librarian person um, and you see that there's like other people like him, like librarians, and uh, and then you see this like black figure, and that's it, like these black beings, and that's like the end of House of X two, wait, Powers mm-hmm. of X two, right? So at this point, I don't know, I don't know how you felt. Like at this point, I felt like Powers and House were like Powers of X was kind of like a future explanation of things and house of x was like the present right is that what like, yeah if, at this point you're feeling too well for me it felt like powers of x was one continuous story whereas uh what's it no, no the other way around house of x is one continuous story yeah where it's telling a be- clear beginning middle and end and it's leading to somewhere it's building up to something mm-hmm. but meanwhile House of X is like jumping around different different uh, timelines. I would you don't you start to realize that they are different. You're not 
or different points in the future, but you're not quite sure. There are hints that there there could be different timelines just based on the fact that Moira is being reincarnated each time. Yeah. So maybe each time she brings back something into the past and it changes the future in a way. And it you start you start thinking, okay, theorizing that okay, maybe these are different possibilities in the future. Yeah. So it's and it, and then the thing that's kind of cool too is like um, they also kind of crisscross together. So you read one and you read the other. You get little bits of more information um, every time yeah. you read the other uh, comic. You know, um, so let's let's continue. What's what's the, and we're and we're showing you the timeline of how in, in the order the reading order of when it came out. Right. So after Powers of X two, you had to read Power of, of X three, and um, right. that was more explanation of um of uh of what was happening with um the different futures right and um okay i guess we'll let can you take it away what am i talking about right power now? of x3 power of x3 so with powers of x3 we meet the future uh okay so how do i explain this so in in and there's a part of the future that we see it's it's very reminiscent of days of future past where the sentinels have taken over and we meet nimrod i think we've already met nimrod yeah nimrod is not a bugs bunny cartoon you know he always calls people <laughs> nimrods nimrod is a really really powerful sentinel he is the, the sentinel that makes sentinels the, yeah he's sentinel prime yeah he is the the most badass of Sentinels. And then there's a, one above him, which is Mother Molds that makes Nimrods. And then there's this other Sentinel that we didn't actually explain in... You see it in House of X-1, and humans are about to go to space to work on it, which is a giant head. And that Sentinel makes Mother Molds. Mother Molds make Nimrods. Nimrods make Sentinels. So you can see how dangerous this super sentinel is if it went live and then that's all you know right now i think um let me see i think that's uh let me see let me see where, where was that i lost my notes continue canido before Here. i really interrupted you <laughs> no no it's okay we're talking about the phalanx and the powers of x number threes that's one two three four five part five Okay. Wait. Uh, no, we're we're part of X four. I mean three, three, three. One, two, three, four, five. So the fifth issue is part of X three, which is the Phalanx. See, this is why it's kind of confusing too, because you we're jumping back and forth over these issues. Um. Yeah. So at this point, that black figure that I was talking about is I can't I can't pronounce Phalanx Phalanx. Yeah, Phalanx Phalanx. Yeah, Phalanx. And this is what that black figure is. And uh, that's in this timeline. And then you also see that in this future, humans are giving babies to like these orbs that implement nanotech and they become mm -hmm. essentially human machine hybrids. You see, mm -hmm. you see it in one of the panels. And then, and then, and then for some reason, I forgot why, but the X-Men in this future have a last, a last stand and they're um, and then they go and attack 
Nimrod and all the Sentinels, everyone obviously gets obliterated. Um, but before they get obliterated, they insert the data that they stole in Moira and she dies. And she did. She, she gets killed. And I think that's like. I think that's just that's the end of that issue. Issue powers of X three. Yeah, that's. Um, yeah. So. That uh, that was. I don't know. How did you feel about this feature issue? You know. I felt it was really interesting because this is one of the first times we saw. Uh, I think this is the first time. No, it wasn't the first time, but action this was it was really well done it was a very tense situation because even though you don't really know what's going on the stakes you could tell were really high because mm. these characters you don't spend too much time with them but you know like this is their last stand you know they're risking everything for it all on a mission that might not succeed and you see apocalypse working with wolverine and it's just crazy because Apocalypse is supposed to be like the biggest bad guy, but here they are all super chummy and really. So you could tell something bad had really happened to the point where Apocalypse, even he looked desperate. We're talking Apocalypse, the Omega yeah. level. The first the mutant. Original, the original. I don't yeah. know if it was he or um, not, uh, Namor the first, you think? I don't know who I don't was know. the first. But Apocalypse, I think, I'm is just going to say Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is kind of like, for me, I realize this isn't Days of Future Past Future because humans are all gone. They've kind of, um, they're kind of like fused with machines, and this, and then you're seeing that like I don't know for for me, you're questioning and saying like, is this a future? Is this Moira's like different lifelines? Like what's going on? You know so. You don't really yeah, know, uh, but you know that there's a transfer of data and information with Moira. But what is that information? Yeah. It's that leads in directly to the next story, which is really this is where it gets really cool because this issue directly feeds into the next issue because you find out that the data Moira got was the exact point in time that that told them when Nimrod gets created, gets started, really. Oh, that's what that was. And, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, um, so in this future, you know, um, it all the history was collected, and that's what they stole. They just stole because I think even they were confused. Like, why did the hell did they steal all this? Just like library text, historian books. You know, like why did they steal this? Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. they, that's why they didn't really like care about it. And then they infused Moira with that data, and then she died, and then. She was reborn again with all the new data now of the futures, right? So, mm -hmm. so um, wait, how did he know? How did they know about that? So, at this point of time, Moira is already with them, right? Is this? Is yeah, that what but she was in stasis. Do you remember she was in stasis? Oh, I do not remember that. So, so, yeah. so, what happened with this? I forgot what so happened. So, what happened with this? We go directly next to the issue into House of No Power. Anyway, the next issue, you'll we'll, we'll put the reading order <laughs> up there. It's called Once More Unto the Breach. So Cyclops uh, tells uh, Charles Xavier and Magneto that they've put together a team, right? To do what? To attack the Mother Mole. Yeah. Right. So this now, what is, is that the mold. Mother Mole. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the mold orbiting around the sun. And the team that he put together is Wolverine, Husk, Arch Archangel, uh, this person named M, Jean Grey, Nightcrawler, and Mystique. 
and then you can tell them about the mother mold and what it is and why they're where they're going after it so um like i said um nimrod makes sentinels and the mother mold makes nimrods but i don't think this is a mother mold i think this is like a super mold that makes the mother molds and that's what they're trying to destroy it's like a big old giant head in uh in space yep. and then um is this the one where they actually attack them no this is just the the beginning of the mission because the next scene you also see uh, uh what do you call it you see where there's a trial for saber tooth remember that trial oh yeah so in house of x2 or house of x1 yeah ignore it well they don't worry about the yeah. don't worry about the issue numbers but he but, was uh stealing data you know this is all about stealing data and mm-hmm. um they found the data and they were caught by the fantastic four but it was Sabretooth, um toad and mystique Sabretooth got caught and now he's in trial right yep he's in trial and they basically oh and this is the cool part they're out to sentence him and then all of a sudden emma frost she walks right in remember that yeah and she, with her like with her outfit with her, like her you know and then that's the thing everyone um so she, i don't know when it happened but she pretty much revived the hellfire club um i don't know much about the hellfire club other than they're mutants that do black black market deals with other people mm-hmm. um like sell weapons and all that shit and she pretty much re, um revived the hellfire club and she's a part of it you know um and yeah she talks about um i forgot what happens there but she tells them like Sabretooth is part of mutants he should be part of no no so the what happened is now krakoa is now a sovereign nation he the un has officially acknowledged them and now he's assistance of, of, of krakoa and they're bringing him back to where he should stand trial to be uh basically past judgment by mutants yeah. not humans so so at the end they still he's still there right no no they oh, take they him out. out he okay. walks away with emma frost and then after that it starts with the, the attack the attack has begun x uh cyclops and uh the team that he assembled is attacking the mother mold and uh um, well, the way it begins it's pretty cool the way it begins though remember they're docking they're on the so they so they've planned it out really well the humans on board the mother mold don't even know that the mutants are coming x-men are coming and it's too late for them to react yeah but but thanks to one sacrifice of uh one of the humans that kills himself it sabotages the plan a bit it, set, it sets them back yeah. remember so then it, they and that's where it the, ends right yeah that's where it ends so this is where this issue ends and like i remember that week i was like fuck what happens i want to know because the x-men land um mm-hmm. the humans are scrambling because they're like what's going on um I, uh, how did they know that we're on here and we, we're reviving this and the only reason why they know is because of moira no, getting all these collecting all these data is within her lifelines and um this the humans at this point too they have a shitload of sentinels but they're on a different planet doing god knows what and they're recalling them because the x-men have docked and yeah one of the humans um find out that where they're docked and they tell them like hey you know i'm gonna blow myself up and he blows up 
and then he blows up the the ship that was right above uh right above them and it mm-hmm. ends mm-hmm. Right. so then yeah we're just gonna go straight into the next one which is what the x-men are doing and and how they're gonna stop the um the mother mold being being revived or the super mold we'll just call it mother mold so tell them how the environment can be like what their mission is and what they need to do because the mother mold is ahead right and how it's like yeah. the passion stuff so imagine a ring a giant ring okay? okay and within that ring is a head and there are four connector points that connect to the head okay like one two three four all around the yeah. head okay and the job the goal is to disconnect all four of them so the head will with gravity will fly into the sun oh yeah because they're right destroyed. for some reason they're right above the sun's gravity or some shit i don't know why so yeah so once it gets blown up the the, the head which is the mother mole will fall into the sun so so at this point w- what are the teams that have assembled there's you mean, you mean the separate teams yeah so so who okay so the, the panel opens up with a death there's a couple deaths right away which is um, yeah, Archangel, Archangel okay, so, and, and Husk, Husk, right? Yeah. yeah. And then um, the teams. Okay, so what happens is, well, Nightcrawler teleports Cyclops. So he teleports, he's, Nightcrawler's hurt at this point, but he's able to teleport Cyclops, Wolverine, and Mystique into different locations. So there's, remember, there's four, uh, four control callers or pillars, we're going to call them. But each one, he teleports them each one into a separate place. And then Gene and M are on the ship. They need them on the ship because that's their connection to Krakoa because they're using their telepathic abilities to stay in communication with them. Yeah, because they're okay. they're lot of like this. Uh, explain to them how it's being portrayed to the other mutants in Krakoa because it's pretty cool how like they're in sync with each other. Do you remember? No, I don't remember. So um, the 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 Kukos, they are syncing. Um, Beast, Magneto, and everyone together in the house, and then they're syncing it with Storm, which Storm is like doing this water display. So whatever mm-hmm. is going on, they could physically see it, like their faces, and if they're running or if they're getting shot at through the water display that Storm is doing oh, in the dope. middle of like that's the dope. place. And then, and then yeah. with them, they, you know, Xavier is not strong enough to psychically talk to people out of space but with the amplification of the um cerebro and the and the girls that they're talking to and they're connected with gene and that's why gene and m have to stay on the ship because they're kind of like um also reporting and like strategizing from the ship you know so mm-hmm. okay continue with the teams <laughs> okay so the teams i like this part so that again they're in a desperate situation there have another fight for, for survival so you got wolverine and nightcrawler you know wolverine's really good at, he's good at what he does best he takes care of it so he gets his collar destroyed the the pillar broken or he disengages that so that one's good and then what happens next is so now the human security forces they're they're engaging now they're coming they're coming to them all right so what happens is uh m right she transformed into like do you know what her penance form is i'm not quite penance form is like anyway. i think she is uh she's infused with like some type of like i don't know what it is but it's like a it's, it's like a bad person 
in in like the yeah past. she basically yeah. takes them out takes these humans out because yeah. gene and em are on board this plane or on board the the jet and they got it. she's buying her time so gene can survive she goes on a right? pod yeah and she escapes away meanwhile cyclops also disengages his collar he's okay but then we get to panel with mystique she's about to do it but then uh what's her name one of the one of the humans are able to ca- got there before her and the next thing you see she presses uh, one of the humans presses a button and Bye bye, Mystique. She gets like blown out of the ship, like into space. Like Alien. Remember the movie Alien when yeah. they get sucked out? It's yeah. Pretty much that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's dead. And then. So two out of wait, is it three callers or four? I think there's only three. Is it three? Yeah, it's two out of yeah. There's three. So two out of three are disengaged. So there's only one holding the mother mold in place. So this, I think, was one of the most badass scenes. Do you remember oh, this? Oh yeah, yeah. This you know is I'm getting to. I cried. I know, so sad. <laughs> okay, okay, let's do. Let's think about it. Who is the only person that could do this to f- finish the mission right now? There's a couple of ways they could do it. Yeah. They could have Cyclops shoot his optic blast all the way out into space. But I don't think he's that strong. I don't no, think he's that strong. strong. So what they do is Wolverine and Nightcrawler have a moment. Oh, it's, yeah, this it's is pretty so sad. sad. So as they have a I don't moment, know if people know. But uh, Nightcrawler is super religious, right? Yep. He's a he's a mm-hmm. he's a man of God, and Wolverine is a what would you describe Wolverine? Uh, 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 he's a he's just a he's a good guy, <laughs> but he's just like no, he's no he's a good guy that gets shit done, and he killed a lot of people in his lifetime, right? He's not proud of yeah. it, and um, he talks with him. He, this is their moment, and he's like, "Hey, you know, is there is there a life for me?" After this, you know, like what's there, what's in store for me? Cause he knows he's about to die, you know, and then mm-hmm. uh, because and then at this point you already know what they're gonna do, you know, with him and Nightcrawler. So Nightcrawler says, "Hey man, you know, don't worry. Wherever you end up, you'll see me, and I'll embrace you, my brother." And then he grabs a Wolverine, and they fucking teleport out in space, and. um I don't know why, but Nightcrawler. oh, and then at this point, the Sentinel's almost being activated, right? Yeah. So yeah, right when they teleport to the last connector, um, one Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler gets, gets poofed, disintegrated, up. you know, instantly. And then uh, Wolverine, he's just like pieces of him is getting burned off because they're getting closer to the sun. He's getting attacked by that Sentinel head, and then he finally gets the collar destroyed or the pillar. And then the Sentinel yeah. is floating into the sun, and you see, if you see the panels, Wolverine is still going at him and stabbing the Sentinel, you know, into the sun, and he's and he dies, and that was just like, dang, like Wolverine, like, that was pretty badass, you know, but it, it's pretty chilling yeah. because it, the, the way that you see it, it's crazy because like, right when Nightcrawler teleports them, he gets just burned, and Wolverine's just chopping away, you know. But mission successful. successful. But then, how do they get back, or how would they get it's back? It's a, it's, well, it's a pirate victory. What it means for you, for those of you that know big words, it means it was a victory that probably wasn't worth it because what you see now is you see Cyclops injured on the floor, and he's talking to Jean Grey who escaped in an escape pod, and what you see next is them two talking to each other, asking if they, the mission was a success, and they tell each other, yes, it was. And they're going to come home and 
and they're gonna you know celebrate right <laughs> but then <laughs> but then x uh, cyclops t- is talking with uh gene gray before he can finish his sentence he gets blown up with a gun to his face well no no, no. he that? gets blown up with a gun to his back and he falls oh, back right okay and then the yeah, bad yeah, yeah, person yeah. the human because this at this point like like kenny said he was talking he was linking with gene and talking to her he's like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get back you know he gets shot in the back and he falls and gene's like what the hell's going on and at this time too you see that everyone on krakoa is seeing what's going on because storm is making that water work show where she can see everybody and then Mm -hmm. the bad guy you know bad guys they always have to say something have a monologue um cyclops says i won't i won't you know I'll never agree to anything. Even if you capture me, I'm not going to say anything. And she goes, what, what are you talking about capturing? You know, I'm taking no prisoners. And then the last words Cyclops says is like, hey, Gene, I don't think I'm going to make it. And then you see like the blaster on his like on yeah. his, uh, his visor and the blaster's like, on his head. And then they just shoot him in the head. And everyone's like, in the nah. head. Gene's having a <laughs> meltdown in the, her pod and then the sentinel is talking about all the sentinels that were like off world they've arrived and they tear open the um the pod that she's in and she obviously dies and then it just ends with everyone on krakoa um like breaking down crying and uh, xavier tearing up and the comic ends and this was no the freaking climax of the whole series right yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, then, definitely uh, was. And then, you know, how many comics were there left? So we're just going to do a wrap-up of all the other comics. And mm-hmm. uh, there's how many comics were there left? There's like six. There's seven, eight. So four, five. There's like six. Well, that's like the half point. So there's six comics left. And at this point, we could we're do trying to figure out like what's going two. on, right? Like... Okay, yeah. uh, where does this leave everybody else? You know, and uh, do you wanna you wanna take it from here? Where does it leave everyone else? Set part okay, seven. so the next. Oh wait, no, no, the eight, right? Uh, something sinister, right? Yeah, part eight is the the comics called something sinister. Yeah. So we what we see next is just basically we'll we'll sum it up well by pretty quick. So. Professor X and Magneto, they talk with Mr. Sinister and they're making a deal basically to get something with DNA. We're not sure what he's trying to do with DNA, but he has something with DNA. And then next thing you see is you see Professor X and Cypher talking, right, on Krakoa itself. And Cypher, we're not sure what he's also doing, but Cypher's, he, we're talking this way, way before. uh, Yeah, this is, this is like um, back to, is this way before? Or this is like no, no, before no. Krakoa is made, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they're on Krakoa. It's not developed yet. It doesn't look like the Krakoa we know. Yeah. But they're doing something with Krakoa. Cypher is basically... This is how they're able to connect to Krakoa. Because Cypher's mutant ability is to be able to translate anything. Yeah, he could he could talk any language. You, know, you could just throw it at him and he could translate it. You know, machine language or alien language. That's just like... That's his mutant power. Hence yeah. Cypher. So yeah. Basically, they're basically terraforming, I guess, Krokoa. Yeah, and, and then, what's interesting, okay, just side note here, Krokoa was the first enemies X-Men fought in the first issue of X-Men, 
Um, I think, is it the first issue? I think it was. So Krakoa is like this giant island that looks like a monster. And I guess they brought that that back. And now Krakoa, and in this issue is revealed that Krakoa has been around as long as Apocalypse. And Apocalypse fought like demons alongside Krakoa. And Krakoa had like a brother or some shit, but the brother died and Krakoa lived and Apocalypse lived. Cause this is important because when, mm. when Apocalypse, okay, this is important because like he'll show up again. But so yeah, this is, it shows you that. It shows Cypher okay. uh, talking with Krakoa. Okay, and then and then we jump into the future now again, uh, to year one thousand. The librarian has a conversation with the Phalanx about its ascension. It gets pretty complicated here. We won't go too much into that. All you need to know is the blue guy, the librarian. He's worried about his people, yeah. and we're not quite sure what's happening there. Uh, he just talks about. It's really confusing because you're not you're not sure where this is going. Yeah. But I think okay. in this one though. Um, uh, the only thing you get explained is like they want a level of extinction which is like absorbing and merging with these fa- what is it called phalanx and um, phalanx, yeah. these are like epic um, m- machines right so these machines are a collective of like they go to ef- different planets and they absorb all the information and all the knowledge of that planet just like what Galactus does but Galactus does it to eat these phalanx does it to gather data and then once they mm-hmm. absorb the planet they grab the data and then uh, they they merge it with um they're they're pretty much their main server so to speak which is black holes because all the black holes are connected with each other and then one thing that's important too is that if your planet gets absorbed your soul essentially you, you, you leave your body but your intelligence which is like your soul and your history live on with the collective data you know and that's and this okay. is what the ascension is so this is what you learn in in this issue right yeah and that issue ends but i didn't really care because <laughs> i want to know what happened to my guys the x-men oh yeah this is this is they're good. dead okay so this next issue the issue after you see everyone dead you go back to Krakoa, basically where uh, the operation was being what stationed or basically monitored, yeah. right? And Charles Xavier, everyone just looks somber. But then you see what you see. Xavier meeting with uh, Forge about talking about the 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 Cerebro. Remember Cerebro? He's having this conversation about Cerebro and being able to back them up and uh, just be basically backing up to people's minds yeah they're doing all this it's 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 a uh, funny talk but they're just talking about what they can do with Cerebro and stuff yeah i oh, know sorry sorry that's before that after that but you see going back what you see is professor x magneto storm and polaris they assemble somewhere within krakoa and then they're joined by five other mutants. Now, oh, yeah, these five is, mutants is important. Yeah, yeah. There's Ava Bell, Proteus, Hope Summers, Elixir, and Gold Balls. Yeah, you're like Gold Balls. I don't know why, but everyone. I remember when this was revealed. Everyone was like Gold Balls. This guy just makes golden balls, and it yeah. was like I don't know what issues he's ever appeared on, but you see these five people, and you're like wondering what do they do, right? Yeah, what do they do? 
Apparently, what they're doing is gold ball. It's revealed that gold balls, gold balls, <laughs> are actually <laughs> eggs. Yeah, they're they're I mean, like they're this. Eggs. They're made out of bio. They're made out of like, what is it like? It's a thing. It's not like a metal or anything. It's actually like, uh, oh, what would you say it is? Like an organism, uh, right? It's like, it's not metal. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but they explain it like it's, it has like a, um. It's like an egg, pretty much. Yeah, it's an egg. <laughs> yeah, but but we need they need Proteus to make that egg into like a what do you call it a viable egg to make sure people can, you can actually grow stuff in there. Yeah. And you're starting to connect the pieces now. Okay, and then you see the preserved DNA that they were talking to Sinister with. They put the injected DNA in there, yeah. and and then Elixir kickstarts the cellular replication yeah, he's a okay, healer so basically Elixir, that's his main power is he could heal anything so if you bring him anything it will heal he could he could um he could he could uh make the process faster of healing and make any organs grow so that's why they have him yeah. there and then and then ava bell she can what manipulate time and time yeah. or something she can accelerate she so these guys are growing real quick yeah. now in these eggs okay right in their eggs yeah and then and uh, the then last person hope, is hope hopes yep she uses her powers to basically what she, just she do? amplifies oh. their powers because her powers is she could she's kind of like rogue she could kind of she could mm-hmm. she could take whoever's powers and she'll have it too so she just amplifies everybody else's powers to its peak potential right okay and then, bada bing, bada boom, our X Men are back. Yeah. So there is a revival process, right? So yep. with this, um, there's like a whole process of how they get revived. They don't just revive anyone willy nilly. So um, they get backed up. Everybody's brains get back or memories get backed up weekly. And then um, um, if they die they i think does it they, do they always get revived no matter what even if they're bad i don't know uh i don't know the rules on that yeah so i think it explains of it I'll, I'll explain some details later when they actually start forming Krokoa. but then other than this it also this this issue also shows like how everyone was born and how Krokoa was born in the un you know yeah so you guys you want to explain that one um, not much to explain on that one. Basically, but Professor X, but, what? Uh, I guess the main thing was uh, Emma Frost. You know, was the main. She's the liaison for them, pretty much, for mutants ah, to yeah. humans. And then you find out. Well, Professor X finds out that she manipulated some minds to make them agree. Ah. You know, and Professor X tells her like, "Hey, I know what you did." And she's like, "What? You're gonna, you know, you're gonna sue me, you know, or like, you're gonna narc on me?" Yeah. And then X, Fresh X says, "No, I just want you to know that I appreciate what you're doing." So this is also a tall tale sign that this is the same Professor X. You know, he's letting things slide. He's letting her manipulate humans to make Krakoa sovereign nation. You know, and mm-hmm. um, so now we have a whole set of. Like why, how people get revived, and how Krakoa becomes a sovereign nation, you know. And then, um, so the next issue pretty much shows 
um, how in the future the phalanx have accepted uh, the librarian and how they uh, are gonna basically absorb the world and make the earth part of their world right so that's like a mm-hmm. that's, that's just more of like a tie-up of how that works and then uh, we're, we're clearing up to the end and then uh, issue 11 is pretty much or not issue 11 well we'll say it's issue 11 pretty much shows uh, it's house of x6 it shows everything's all peachy keen you know everyone's happy the world is all good all the mutants are celebrating professor x and magneto uh talk about like hey you know even though we were in uh against each other this is going to be the moment where we start over again uh they they oh they established the council this is where this is interesting right so i don't know why i don't know why it's separated in seasons do you know why uh for each i think it was just i just think it's just the months they were doing because there's 12 tape it's like a time it's like a circle thing there's 12 seats like each of the month so there's four i mean there's four seasons so there's three three seats per season yeah and um and I guess when it's their season, they kind of, they kind of rule, right? Is that how it's gonna work? I don't, I don't know how it works. I mean, that's what I that's what I would su- yeah. assume, but I'm not sure. I'm not. And sure. then they show the first way they deal with stuff, right? Which is they bring out Sabretooth. and mm-hmm. then they establish the core rules of Krokoa, which is there's three core Char. rules, right? What were the core rules again? One was like mutants cannot take a life of a no, human mutants. because humans yeah. cannot be revived, but mutants can. Right, right. Um, and then oh, must make r- more mutants. Must make more mutants. So they they need to always reproduce, and then they need to respect Krakoa and on Krakoa land. Mm-hmm. You know they can't mm-hmm. they can't disrespect it. And then since Sabretooth, when he was stealing the data, he were he was killing other humans. They were like they made a vote. Okay, so this is what the council is for. It's for voting pretty much. So they made a vote. Should we banish Sabretooth? And they were like, yeah, you know, we're going to banish you. And since Xavier can revive people, he said, you know, there's no point of killing you. So what we're going to do is we're going to put you in stasis. So Krakoa opens up. These vines grab him. They pull him underground. And he's essentially part of the earth and stuck in the earth forever, you know. And he's in mm-hmm. stasis. So that's what they're going to do. And that's how they rule Krakoa. And then everything's peachy keen. Everyone's celebrating. There's all these fireworks, blah, 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 blah. And then, uh, and then house. And then the last one, this is how it wraps up everything, right? So what's the big reveal here, Kenny? House, the final the big... powers of X. Well, you, you find out that everything, it's kind of sad, actually. Like everything that they've all been working toward towards the x-men always fail how do you find out though uh well towards in the future librarian right librarian i don't i didn't really create i just read this guy you i think you (laughs) no i mean i read that part i think you're better explaining you're you're better (laughs) all right so the librarian so you know we explained that there was like a biodome of like humans and mutants right so the librarian goes down to this biodome because this is already in the future which is not the future you find out it's a lifeline right so he goes in the biodome mm-hmm. he's walking around and you see this person about to attack him you think that these that 
these things are like savages, these ignorant savage. Ah. Okay, I don't know if you get that <laughs> reference. Pocahontas. Anyway, <laughs> so the the librarian says, "Stop! You know, attacking me is futile. I'll, I know ten steps ahead of you, pretty much." And then it's revealed that it's Wolverine that's attacking him, and uh, the librarian's like, "Oh, you know, why were you attacking me? You know?" And he's like, "You know, everyone in here just wants freedom." And then you find out, and you know, the librarian says, "Why does everyone want freedom? Only you." know what freedom is because you've lived a thousand plus years you know and all these people were born in this biome how could they know freedom when they don't know they're in a cage right well mm-hmm. like, i've been telling everybody stories you know and that's, and that's pretty much what he's telling people <laughs> and then and then the librarian um tells him well i came here to talk to her and then you see moira here and then you find out this is lifeline six Six. Lifeline six. And Lifeline six has all the information of Lifeline one through five. And I think mm-hmm. the fifth Lifeline was the one where it's like the Days of Future Pass and the green Magneto gave them the information, you know? Oh, no, mm-hmm. no, no. This is, that's not it. That's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what Lifeline that is, but. Because this lifeline, she dies, right? So mm-hmm. this lifeline, lifeline six, um, the librarian tells her, hey, um, you guys aren't the superior race anymore. You know, like you guys thought mutants were the superior race, but it's not. Humans fused with machines are, and they call themselves like homo something. I mean, it's homo, what is it? Let me find out. Hold on. Hold on, people. So homo sapiens... Are, mute are humans, right? Homo right. And then Homo superior are mutants, and then humans merged with robots are called Homo. Such the N. Gosh, uh, damn it! Hold on, hold on, everybody. It's gonna be stuck in my head. It's called. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. All right, I'll, I'll figure it out. Oh. But he tells them that. Oh, um, you're always going to end with you guys dying because in order to have mutants live, there will be humans that fear mutants and build to kill them. So it's a natural process. If there ever is a mutant, there's always going to be something that exterminates them, and that's going to be humans merging with technology. So no matter what you're going to do, there's always going to be a future where humans are merging with tech. So this is what pretty much um, the librarian tells her. And she's like, what? There's no way we could win? And then uh, with that information, she tells Wolverine to kill her, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it, oh, I found it. I found it, bro. It's called what is it? Homo Novissima. Uh, okay. Novissima. There you go. So then she she gets killed and then bam she's in, I would assume, the current lifeline is lifeline eleven, right? Her final yep. lifeline. So yep. it's in Krakoa. She's talking to everybody. Everyone's living peachy keen, and then um, you find out that uh, um, everyone's chilling. Magneto and Xavier come, 
and she's asking them like, oh, is everyone on the council? Is Mystique on there? And he's like, yeah, Mystique's on there, but there is an exception. She wants us to revive Destiny. She's dead somehow, you know? And then she said, no, we can't have precogs because anyone that could see the future will know that the future is destined for doom, you know? And there's nothing we could do about it. So they said, we understand, but at one, and the Magneto says, at one point, everyone needs to know, though, that this isn't forever. And she's like, you need, you want everyone to know that they're going to die. And then, um, how does it end? How does it wrap up? I forgot. I think... Uh, you see Magneto and the Charles Xavier outside just toasting, enjoying the good times. Yeah. It's all about just enjoy the good times you got and just small victories. Yeah, small, there you go. Take small victories. You got and, then, and then it ends... And the stage is set for Dawn of X and all the X-Men to come, right? Mm-hmm. And, dude, I mean, don't you agree? Like, this was a really good setup. And, honestly, yeah. us just narrating this isn't going to do justice. Like, this was this doesn't cover all the emotion, the moments, you know, all the emotions. You, feel, you, you guys really need to – if you guys love X-Men, you should really pick this up, you know, because this, this will set – the stage for what's coming you know so how dawn of x is the continuation of the x-men storyline you know they should just call it uncanny x-men you know so that's there's dawn of x there's x-force x-force used to be um a hit squad the mutant hit squad but now they're gonna function like the cia um Mm -hmm. there's marauders i don't know what the hell marauders are like a team run by sinister so Something that Sinister is going to do, you know. Um, and then we have New Mutants, which is essentially probably going to just introduce new mutants that we aren't familiar with. Um, what else was there? Excalibur. Excalibur has always been like a British team. I didn't think it was mutants. I thought it was just like Captain Britain in it. But mm-hmm. apparently Captain Britain's a mutant, I think, because I think Captain Britain's in it. And then the final one mm-hmm. is... Um, fallen angels which is about mutants that don't feel like they belong in Krakoa and they live outside of Krakoa Um, and this all you know if you're interested in specific people like um, Gambit or let's say you're interested in Psylocke or whoever you might read the comic uh, coming forward but this is a really good base that you should pick up and read you know um yeah, I, I feel like, I, I don't know, I could just go on forever because I'm a big X-Men nerd, but I, I, how do you feel? How do you feel about going into this now, Kenny? How do I feel? Excited. Yeah? What what, which, what are you most excited for? Uh, Just more X-Men stories. I'm just glad X-Men's back in the limelight, man. Ever since uh, the whole MCU started and Disney couldn't get those rights... I feel like they didn't even care about the X-Men. Why Why make good stories about the X-Men? It's like, now, now they're back. So, they're back. that's the thing. Do you feel like there's going to be some sort of connection with MCU? So, if this is a certain stage set in the comics, nah. are they going to try to pull out some of these elements in the MCU? I think... I think the comics are a great place to try out ideas, and this is a concept that I think they're trying to explore, and I think uh, Avengers Endgame 
really set the place for time travel in different dimensions. I think it could, they're just trying ideas out. I see. Because I feel like yeah. it would be cool to incorporate the snap that Tony Stark did. And I think yeah. that will set the set set in motion um, people with power. You know, it might unlock or untap their power somehow. And with the Eternals coming out. We talk a lot about Eternals too. Um, you know, a combination of the Eternals and how they mess with humans' DNA and the snap, you know, that could probably lead to mutants being born, right? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, this comic, this is really great. Um, if, and if anybody, again, if you guys like X Men, this is, this is something to really pick up. Um, it, it, it kind of encompasses. Uh, what the x-men are because in the because i was reading this or i was listening to this youtube video about hickman's writing and what marvel wanted was like we want you to redo x-men but keep the essence of x-men uh still intact because knowing that they're always they're not gonna live a happily ever you know life um they're still gonna be persecuted and hunted and i feel like that's like the essence of x-men like being outsiders of the world and trying to just live day by day and now we're set in a we're set in a in a place where they're not currently hunted but they're trying to just live their life you know because when x-men cup uh were rebooted in the past like it was so weird because after genosha was destroyed um all the x-men series is about them on the run and not and them trying to survive you know but this is at a place where like okay we're living a normal life we have our own thing Let's just try to integrate with the world. And and, I, and I'm also excited to see how Avengers and everybody else responds to uh, to X-Men being around, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh... Definitely excited, man. Yeah, man. It's good stuff. This is this is, this is is uh, one of the longer podcasts I think we got. But we had to just cover oh, yeah. X-Men. Um, X-Men. <laughs> we're, uh... This is... So this is the X-Men episode everybody and uh yeah thanks for uh listening and you know if everybody liked this we'll probably do it again um yeah this is uh this, uh i don't know how to wrap it up can you wrap it up for us <laughs> i'm just still in awe of the x-men <laughs> well well i don't know how to wrap it up either let's just say this thank you for tuning in if you made it this yeah. far our, our long ass so, conversation with x-men oh uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, thanks for tuning. Um, again, we're on all the social media, I mean, podcast providers. And again, this is episode 22, episode 25. We're going to do the raffle for everyone. I'm, and then uh, also look out for that Nendroid post to like it because uh, you get a dollar. Um, we're on Hold Up AFK or Hold Up AFK podcast if you want to look for us anywhere. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah.